got a hood. Welcome back to OGT Podcast on God's Time. Ms. Katrina, can I ask you, what time are you on right now? God's Time. You're on God's Time, baby. You're on God's Time. Uh, Oh my gosh, I love it. So uh, just for you guys that don't know, Katrina Jones, uh, her and Derek, I like to call my aunt and uncle, although they're really not. Uh, I've known them since I was probably 10 years old. um, And she has always been somebody that I can go to comfortably uh, just to tell about, you know, like what's going on in my life or like if I'm having problems with my mental health or whatever, because she's a, a certified therapist. She actually does uh, it's actually like a lot deeper than that. Like she studies like the brain and stuff. So Katrina, just tell us a little bit about your line of work and what you do. Well, thank you, Caleb and Hudson for having me on today. Um, for those of you who don't know me, which maybe most of you listening, um, my name is Katrina Jones. I'm a licensed master social worker and uh, work two part-time jobs right now. And um, so I serve in two different um, arenas. And for me, that's my ministry. Um, I feel like I get to love people. Um, and so one, in one capacity, I'm a, I'm a therapist and my clients have severe mental illness. So that is diagnosis like schizophrenia, bipolar with psychosis. So some pretty heavy things. Um, and then the other role that I have is actually, um, I just started this for the state of Arkansas and I was hired on as a clinical facilitator. This is a new role that Arkansas has. There's only five of us. Um, and so I get on Zoom meetings with um, interdisciplinary teams for the foster, the children who are in foster care. And I give clinical recommendations on placement for them and kind of assess if their mental health needs are being met and what we can do to um, just to help them. And so that's kind of where, where I'm at right now. That is so awesome. Like it really is like just, and I love how you said like, that's your ministry. Like so many people think that you have to go be a pastor to have a ministry. Like that's so not true. The word ministry literally means to serve. And, uh, and I think you and I have talked about this a lot, but I want you to tell me a little bit, like, what was your motivation for going into like your career and like, why, like, why did you like want to help people in that aspect? Yeah. Um, and to kind of go off your statement, what you just said, there's a, there's a sign going down main street in baseball. I think it's in front of the Methodist church. It says you're now entering the mission field. Mm. That because I think that's so true. Um, and exactly what you said, Caleb, is uh, however you, I mean, you can scrub toilets and be serving the Lord, literally. I think that uh, that all arenas are um, open for God to use us. But um, I got into this field. I've always enjoyed just uh, human behavior and learning about why people do the things that they do. Um, the brain, I'm fascinated by, by the brain and uh, its functioning. Um, I have always been pretty in tune with the suffering of other people. And I just wanted to, 
to be in a role where I felt like I could hold the space for people who maybe didn't have anyone else to hold it for them. And what I mean by that is um, people come to you with hard things and it's like they can't talk to anybody, you know, and I wanted to be able to be there and listen and love them and see them for who they really are. And um, so that's kind of what I what led me to this and I, I definitely feel like it was a calling and then it was you know the words uh, will for my life so that is so awesome I love that so much just because especially like like there's so many people that literally just need someone to hug them like uh we've talked about it subtly but the reason we decided to start this podcast is because both of us were going through a really hard time and we wanted and like we're both like PKs like my dad's a pastor, his dad's a pastor. And we wanted people to understand that like, it's okay to not be okay. And I remember, I don't even know how many months ago it was now, but I like Katrina's always been someone I've been comfortable with, like being like open with her and Derek, both. Uh, that's her husband's name. Uh, he's awesome. Shout out to Derek. But, um, <laughs> but like, I've always, you know, like, I remember I literally just walked in their house and like, I was just going through such an awful time because 19 years old scary age because like yeah you can do whatever you want and I I just started crying and they both just hugged me like so tight and she told me like it's okay to not be okay and you need like you deserve to know that and so I guess uh I just want to encourage anyone that like whatever you're going through like it's literally okay to admit to yourself hey I'm going through something and you you've always told me that you've always said like whatever you're feeling like whatever you're going through like let yourself like feel it, like don't deny it because then it'll like, like, what have you said about that? Like, it'll just like stay buried. I think you've said something like that. Yeah, I think that um, a problem that, that I see uh, with a lot of people that I serve and just even in my own life, we have emotions and they come up or things happen in our lives and we do whatever we can to run away from the pain. So sitting with not easy. Um, whether it's a loss of a person, a loss of a relationship, maybe of a, of a dream. Um, and sometimes we're just told like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, you're going to be okay. And even though the underlying message to that is true and um, that there is a plan in those moments when we don't validate the way we feel, it's, it's kind of like telling someone or telling yourself that, hey, what you're going through isn't that important. Right. And if it's not dealt with, then it's gonna it's gonna just keep coming back up until it does get dealt with. That's so true. Very true. I like um I kind of want to backtrack a little bit. I like what you said about your ministry being in whatever you do. You know, for a long time I thought I gotta go to Africa to serve God. You know, I gotta go here, I gotta do this, I gotta do that when it's really it's just being where you're at, you know, being where your feet are. <laughs> My grandpa always told me that. But um, another way to look at that is we were discussing Gideon the other day. And before God called Gideon to go and uh, raise an army for him, he said, first start in your hometown. First tear down the statue that's holding everyone back, right? It's such a big deal to start where you're at and then to keep going and making these kind of smaller goals that lead up to a bigger goal, right? And uh, I think sometimes that can overwhelm us. Um, sure. and you, I'm, I'm positive you've seen that being a therapist is people thinking, I have to get all this done right now, when in reality, we should be where our feet are, you know? <laughs> That's so true, Hudson. Um, 
one of the things the the CEO of one of the of of the place that I work and um, when I where I actually do therapy, uh, I remember sitting in his office when I first got hired on. I was a new therapist and. Um, you know, I'm taking on people who have severe mental illness. And I just remember being completely overwhelmed um, with that. And he said, he told me, um, and you'll hear this a lot in the mental health world, because now I've heard it like a hundred times, but he said, mm-hmm. um, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I think that's just conveys exactly what you said. You know, if we look at, if we looked at an elephant, there'd be literally no way we could eat an elephant, like looking at it, but one bite at a time. And it's just a metaphor for exactly what you said. Like just do the next best thing, the next right thing, the next thing in front of you, because that's going to be a stepping stone to whatever else is down the road. Right. Um, I want to follow up that question with this too. I think that was a great response. I love that. But um, what is the biggest mental disorder you see in today? What is the thing people struggle with the most? Because I want to get down to the nitty gritty. I want to yeah. find find this kind of stuff. You yeah. Because our yeah our generation like oh, we we got a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, I think that it's it's it is a lot of problems, and it can it it maybe is a difference. Um, set of problems because the world today is not the world that it was then but these you know I think that people just talk about it more too um mental health used to have a really really big stigma attached to it and now there are more people that are talking about it and and so even though it seems more prevalent I think that a lot of people just didn't get help that they needed because that's facts you know it's like you didn't talk about stuff, you know, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't allowed to be emotional. You weren't allowed to, to mm. fail, you know? And so now, um, there's just a, there's a, a dialogue about that, which I love that you guys had this podcast. I think it's just wonderful that you guys are doing this and that you, I mean, I've listened to some of the other ones that you guys have had and you guys are having hard conversations. Like that didn't used to happen. People didn't right. talk about personal stuff you didn't talk about anything that might make you look like you did not have it all together right the the secret that nobody really has it all together (laughs) um but but question Hudson um I don't know that I would kind of been thinking about that question um I don't know if I could pinpoint the disorder that I diagnosed the most I think it just uh there's a lot of things that depend on that. Um, but when I think about mental health around the world, depending on where you are in the world, your your the things that you face may be different. And so the three of us aren't gonna face a lot of the same issues that maybe somebody in the Middle East, you know, are gonna face, refugees, things like that. So they may have different stuff that is more that is that um, they're dealing with. Um, and so, but when I think about where we are in the world in Arkansas and just the South has a culture of its own, uh, Caleb and I have talked about this before. One thing that I, that I see is that a lot of times mental health issues are equated to spiritual issues. And mm-hmm. so we're mind, body, and spirit. Um, but there's a lot of times in the church world, it's 
it's the spiritual bypass of mm, um, yes of let's just pray it away and when you think about it in a really if you break it down into a really simple way of looking at it if Hudson broke his leg um you know we wouldn't tell Hudson you know here he has this wounding we can see it um we wouldn't say Hudson you know what we're just going to pray it away okay mm-hmm. you're going to we are going to pray we are going to pray we're going to pray for healing we're going to pray that you know whatever's going on in Hudson's life that God would give him the strength to handle it but we're going to take him to the doctor for sure mm-hmm. yeah going to what he needs And so a lot of people carry woundings on the inside that we can't see. And there's a lot of misconception that those woundings mean that there's something spiritually going on. Kind of like with Job, like when his friends were asking him, well, what have you done? What have you, what sin have you committed? You know, and it's like diabetes, you know, we don't, we don't tell somebody with diabetes, Hey, don't take your insulin, just pray and God's going to, mm. you know, um, and so with mental health issues, what people need to understand is that there's so many factors that play into why a person is behaving the way they are, responding the way they are. Their heart can be good, but mm. their brain, their spirit can be right, but their brain may actually have some things going on that it's not learned to process yet. Chemical imbalances. Um, we've, you know, in today's world, we're able to do brain scans now and we can physically see the changes in brain and trauma happens. Um, and so there's different levels of chemicals. There's a lot that goes into it. And so I see that as kind of a, a big issue in just in this area sure. is that a lot won't seek help because they think well this is just if I just pray more or if I just do things right if I just you know if I just do more then God's gonna you know take care of it and it's like therapists are an avenue just like a doctor mm-hmm. you know and so I think that's a big thing is that people um there's still somewhat of a stigma attached to mental health that it is all spiritual that it's a character and it's not. Yeah. And I was going to say, I was just going to say like, I will never forget. There was, um, and people assume that too. Like they assume like, like I, I'm so big on don't ever say that's just who they are. You know what I mean? Like when you see people that they, maybe they're bitter a lot, or maybe they, um, you know, maybe they struggle with just whatever they struggle with. Oh, that's just who they are know that something has happened to them something's gone on with them and it can be helped and I'll never forget I was at a gym I won't say where um I was at a gym and I was working a basketball camp and there was a little girl that just would not stop crying and I was thinking to myself I was like number one it's all college-aged kids working the camp all high school-aged kids and every single person was like this little girl was literally on the ground crying like like a lot and every single person, like one person looked and said, hey, go sit on the side if you're going to do that. And I just thought to myself, like, I, like, you know, heal people, heal people and hurt people, hurt people. I've been healed. So I thought something, so I thought like, okay, like I can help her because like, I don't know, but it bothered me because they all said, 
that's just how she is. Like she does that all the time. Just leave her alone. And I was like, what the heck? No. And I went over to that little girl and I remember like, and I won't talk about it long, but I remember I literally just asked her how she was and I will never forget how tight she hugged me. And she was just like, I miss my mommy. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, and she just basically started telling me all these things and crying in my arms. And I, I was like, I was the only person and I'm not Superman. I'm not saying that. I was like, I was the only person willing to go just ask her how she is. And it just, it was crazy to me, Hud. You, you got it, man. Um, you know, you know, Trini, you're talking about um, how they just pray it away kind of deal. Mm -hmm. um, and Caleb always said, he kind of got this on my mind, that faith takes initiative, right? Mm -hmm. we, have, we have to act out in it. We can't just say, God's got it and sit back, right? It takes a step, a leap, a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. um, and it reminds me of a story. I'm not sure who really told me their context of it, but a man is sitting at his house, say Job, this is my guy's name, Job. A flood comes. People tell him to come. They're like, hey, we got to go. A flood's coming, right? He says, ah, oh, God's got me. It starts rising. The water starts rising, right? Boat comes. Job, hey, come help me. Job, hop on. Let's go. Water's flooding. He's God's got me. He gets to where he has to stand on his roof, right? Helicopter. Hey, Job, you're going to drown if you don't get on this helicopter. Let's go. God's got me. He passes away. He dies. He drowns. Gets to heaven. God, why didn't you save me? I told you. I asked for your help. He said, I, I sent you someone to come get you. I sent a boat and I sent a helicopter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? So you got to think, what are we overlooking in our life that God could be putting right in front of us that we're saying, no, that's not the answer. You know, sometimes we look over that stuff. For sure. Oh, I and yes, you hit the nail on the head. That is, I mean, that's exactly right. And um, it, it, yeah, there's accountability. I think that sometimes when we just use the, well, God's got this or, you know, the pray it away thing, it, it removes that accountability because like you said, then we don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Well, God's got it. I don't have to do anything, but you know, just exactly what you said. It is, um, it's action. And, um, I love that analogy because that's, that's, I mean, that's exactly right. There's people that are going to come into our lives that, um, you know, the Lord has put there and, you know, I mean, I can think about, um, you know, hearing about a friend that had cancer and, you know, we're not going to tell her, well, don't take chemo. God's got this, you know, but, you know, let's just pray it away. Do not, you know, if that you really chemo trust could be from God, God, would not go to the doctor. No, we'd be like, man, we are praying for you. We're praying for healing in your body. We are praying that this medicine is going to work for you. We're praying for comfort and peace. We're not going to take the prayer away. Right. It doesn't totally eliminate the spiritual aspect of it. It incorporates it. And it says exactly what Hudson says. Hey, God sent me this doctor that could help me and this hospital or whatever it is. It's the same thing with mental health. Um, the brain, it just, it, it shocks me so much because the brain is the most complex organ in our body. It is the computer. It, it tells every other organ and every, it tells our entire body what to do. And so it's like, that can malfunction at times and for different reasons. And so it seems logical to me that we would get, you know, 
mental health checks, just like we would get other checks. And that if we come into a problem and we get sick or something's happened and we're grieving or we need help for whatever reason, that we seek someone out that can help us with that. Just like we would an eye doctor or dentist or anybody. Yeah. And man, and that's like, that's been such a blessing for me because like COVID and I'm sure you've, I'm, I'm sure that it is, I don't want to say fascinated you because it was such a big problem, but I'm sure it's been crazy to you, like to see how COVID affected people. Because yeah. for me, I will never forget, like, and it's, it's been so awesome. Like, I, I can't remember a time where I've called Katrina and she hasn't, if she wasn't busy, she texts me and said, Hey, I'll call you back later. Or she has just been there for me because like, that's what we need. We need people. But like, I've always been you know, thankful and blessed that I have somebody or different people that I can go to, like when that's happening, because with COVID, I freaked out. I've like, my, like, and we were talking about that, like, like, my faith even was kind of like, what, what's happening? And so it was nice, like, and like, she told me, you have to assess it, you have to sit down, and you have to like, literally, like, not push it away, but think about it, and actually, like, pray about it, and seek someone out. So, Big thing. Yeah. Okay. COVID, I think COVID in general too. I mean, we saw a lot of uptick in, in mental health because, um, you know, you can't see it with your eyes. Mm. You know, you can't, not like, you know, if you see a bear, you see a bear, you know to be afraid and you know what to do. But with this, with COVID, it's like you don't know whether you're going to get sick or not. You don't know who around you has how your body's going to respond. So I think it did elicit a lot of anxiety and fear for people that just didn't know what, what to do or how to handle it. Yeah. That was a big thing. Just not even knowing, like, not even knowing what to think about it because it was, it's so hard to see it. Like you said, mm-hmm. I mean, so that's just, that's such a big thing. You can't see it. You can't feel it. And if we can't see it or feel it, then it's hard for us to have faith about it. And it's hard for us to give it up. So, and that's really, that's what mental health literally is. I mean, I can't see my anxiety. I can't see my depression. I can't see all those things, but I'm, like I said, I'm just thankful that I've had people in my life that have been like, no, nah, dude, like check it out. Don't just be like, okay. We've talked about a lot about how as men, especially men is like pride is such a big thing in men. And when something happens, like whatever it is, sorry, Hood, when something happens, we always think like, I got this. I don't need anyone. I don't have to see anyone. And you and I were talking about that, Katrina, about how like God literally gave us people for a reason. Like we need people. Yeah. We're relational creatures. I mean, um, I think that's, you know, if, if, if God were, you know, there's like this saying that it's like, God, God is enough. And I know the context of that is like, I think I understand the intention behind what people are saying, but you know, God created at, you know, Adam and then he created Eve because he wanted him to have relationship with someone else other than him. And so when we get into, to different issues and, um, or sadness, grief or anger or whatever it is, I think pray and we take things to God and we leave to him what we cannot control, but we also reach out to the community and to the people that he's given us because that's what they're there. 
Yeah, you got to control what you can control. Uh, it's actually, I mean, I know Austin probably doesn't ever listen to this. Shout out to Austin Reeves. He just put something on his story like a day or two ago. Like he's always saying, control what you can control. Control what you can control. And like I've seen him say that like so much. But. Mm-hmm. Um, Trina, I got another, I got one more question for you. Um, yeah. I'd like to ask you, what is your best advice for young people right now with, uh, that are going through some things that, um, in life that they they don't want to ask people but they'd like to hear yeah like how can like how can we take care of our mental health better right right um i think that for young people in particular uh, life is constantly changing there's so many transitions you know um in grade school and then to high school and then you either go to college or you start working and then it's like you're kind of in this in-between stage where you're not really a kid anymore, but you're not married kids either. And it's kind of just like this, really it's fertile ground to be honest with you for growing because now it's like, man, I've got some independence. What do I do with this? Um, and it can be scary, but it can be exciting too. And I think that it's important for young people to know that they have options. And what I mean by that is if you look at it in a, in a literal sense of the way the brain is developed, it's not fully developed until around the age of 25. Sometimes some science, some research sets could be even late as late as 30. And so the reason that I say that is that there's part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex that's um, in charge of assessing things long-term. And so sometimes young people are not able to really comprehend, um, and not, this doesn't have anything to do with intelligence. This just has to do with the skill of, of being able to think in long-term um, that, hey, what I do now is gonna impact me later on. Um, and then there's also, there's a lot of very black and white thinking. It's either this or that. There's, mm. it's, there's not a lot or or and, or and in both. And so, I say that to to say, if you're going through something now, um, this is not how it's going to be forever. It can feel that way. A breakup, a heartbreak, you know, it can feel like this is going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. Um, Whatever situation that you're in, it it might feel like, you know, it's going to stay that way. It won't. And... With that being said, my my best advice is to reach out. Don't wait. Um, Get in contact with somebody, you know, reach out to a peer, but also reach out to a mental health specialist, um, to a therapist, whatever you have going on, reach out because those people are trained, they're professionals, um, they are trained to deal with these types of things. It could be a relationship issue. It could be childhood trauma. It could be addiction. Um, there's so many different things that people have going on and they stay secret in isolation because of the shame, you know, Caleb, you and I've talked about shame Oh yeah. and, you know, shame is a breeding ground for mental health issues sure. for addiction. And so don't keep it a secret. Um, there's a saying that uh, I love. It says, um, uh, shame dies when secrets are told in a safe place. 
So I don't mean go on Facebook and tell everybody your business. <laughs> I mean, tell a safe person and say, hey, I'm really struggling, man. Like I'm like, this is, this is, you guys had the episode about pornography. Mm. I love that is something that I see and it's something that is so prevalent um, and that people don't want to talk about because there's a lot of shame with it that comes along with it. So reaching out, um, not staying isolated, not keeping those things that you're going through a secret, reaching out for help and knowing that where you are today, you don't have to stay there and, and it's not going to be that way forever. Right. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And that reminded me of, that reminded me of a, a Bible verse. I'm pretty sure it's first John three, eight, something like that. It's therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The pair, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Mm. And yes. that's, such a, that's such a great call to just reach out. And uh, it does. I mean, when me and Caleb talk and just kind of getting that 2% out that we always talk about, dude, so much comes to, life and it's just you feel relief in that knowing that somebody's there with you right so guys especially guys don't don't just man up a lot of the time sometimes it's deeper than that it's deeper than that but um before we end i just i want to say i love i love that so much that you were talking about like the episode about pornography because that was i think that might have it's it's no coincidence okay i think if i look on youtube right now it's got a hundred, it definitely got a hundred something views. I think that is our most viewed episode because you know what? Nobody can see what you view. And that's why I thought it was so cool to me because I was like, this is our most viewed episode. That shows that this is one of the most common problems that nobody wants to talk about. He wants to talk about. So you guys keep having the hard conversations. And then, and also that I had one more thought, um, don't wait, don't mm. wait five more years or 10 more years to get the help that you need. Don't, don't wait to deal with your pain until you're married or in a relationship because it's exactly what I told you about the emotions and the feelings when we push them down. It's like shaking up a bottle of soda. The lid is going to pop and it's going to explode at some point. You deal, you have to deal with it. And if you wait to deal with it, it's going to grow whatever the issue is. And then, then it's going to impact the other people in your life too. And so if you're listening and you need help um, and, you know, mental health help in any way, whatever you have going on, don't wait. Start now on your healing journey. And it's a lifelong thing. Yes, ma'am. I love that so much. Katrina, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, we're going to wrap up with some prayer. You've been awesome. Seriously, you went off for real. Like, <laughs> hey, this is what she does. No. My job, my job. Yeah. I'm Guys, I feel honored to be able to be on here and I love what you guys are doing. I think that it is much needed and I just, I'm inspired by you guys willing to, to do this and have these hard conversations that people don't want to have. Well, you're awesome. And, and people like you have inspired me to not be afraid to do those kind of things. So that makes me so happy. Well, all right, I'm going to wrap this up with some prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for this awesome day, Lord. Anyone that's listening today, God, put it on their hearts to seek out help, Lord, to step out on faith and to, you know, to take the first step into uh, their healing journey, whatever it may be, God, from pornography, anxiety, depression, a breakup, a divorce, um, whatever it may be, God, uh, just whatever anyone's going through, God, I just pray that you help them to take the first step and say, I do have a problem. 
and not to wait and to reach out today to somebody, to you, to, to one of us, gosh, I mean, we're, our DMs are always open to talk, Lord. And I just, I thank you so much for uh, the vulnerability and authenticity you've gave us to not be afraid and to really just get on here and be open and vulnerable and to ultimately glorify you with what uh, we're doing. God, thank you for Katrina. Uh, thank you for my boyhood. Uh, just thank you for this platform you've gave us. And I pray that we can continue to use it for your glory, God. I love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right.